lyrics we sing along with, lyrics we dance to, and lyrics that teach us more than anything in school. Hi, I'm Ted Canova, and welcome back to my podcast, That One Lyric, where fans choose a lyric and describe how it has shaped and impacted their lives. We have so much information at our disposal, yet we have so much trouble remembering history, where we've been and where we're going. In our last episode, Dan from the UK chose an ordinary lyric from Springsteen's Racing in the Street. This gave me the idea that sounds ordinary and everyday. After there's the possibility of salvation. Some guys come home from work in As a teenager, who among us wasn't racing to get on with our life? Maybe we daydreamed in class because we didn't have an inspiring teacher like our next guest. Let's meet Ryan, a social studies teacher who chose that one lyric that pokes fun at his job while connecting with the young minds trying to understand the world. Ryan, good to see you. How are you doing today? Hey, Ted. Good, thanks. Ryan, we go back to seeing concerts together. Remember when there were concerts that we used to go to? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. Paradise in Boston. Bruce in the USA. Yeah, I remember meeting you that night and hitting it off and clicking and understanding the same song references and, and tour rumors. Since that night, we've seen a lot of shows together. Never Bruce himself, but plenty of Bruce in the USA, the tribute band. Good memories. Ryan, what was your first exposure to the music of Bruce Springsteen? I would have to say 1998, I was a freshman playing basketball in my high school and an alumni game. Glory Days was playing really loud and Obviously, I knew who Bruce Springsteen was, but I didn't know anything beyond, like, born in the USA. And a senior who I thought was really cool, this guy, you know, kept saying, oh, he's the boss, the boss, you got to listen to the boss. I would say that inspired me to buy the Greatest Hits album in, you know, late 90s, early 2000. And freshman year in college, it was 9-11. The Rising that came out shortly after that was probably my first real live-time album, experiencing it and seeing him at Fenway Park, and quickly took off. How many times have you seen him live? So I counted Stubbs 24. It's been a fun 21-year journey. Ryan, you're a social studies teacher. What grade do you teach? Eighth grade civics. You're known to bring Bruce into the classroom, not physically, though I'm sure maybe you'll invite him. (laughs) What specifically are you talking about that lets them ace the test? Well, I don't know if they're acing the test, but if they're paying attention, I think it's an instrument that, oh, well, here's the textbook and we read about this and Oh, okay. I, I, I've heard this song before and I kind of know what it's about. And just a, another way to kind of connect with students, whether it be learning about the Vietnam War or prepping our eighth graders on their Washington, D.C. trip. And here's what you're going to see when we go to the wall. And oh, by the way, here's kind of a cool eight minute live story of a guy talking about his high school friend. I uh, wrote this song really thinking about Walter and thinking about Bart Haynes, who was the drummer in my first band, the Castiles who went to Vietnam and didn't come back, and his name's on the wall. And Both Bart and Walter were, uh, were killed in action in Vietnam when they were very, very young. Cigarettes and a bottle of beer. I'm referring to a live version of The Wall. This poem that I wrote for you. I remember in college having to teach a mock lesson to our classmates, and I always went with the protest song, American Skin, 41 Shots. 41 Shots. 
and we'll take that ride. A song that was written over 20 years ago and just incorporating the lyrics and the repetitiveness of 41 shots and, and what the story was. And my students, we've used that song in discussing more recent issues in our country. Another more recent example is in eighth grade, we teach about civic duties, things that all citizens must do. And one is, although I think we forget, men age 18 must register for the selective service, the draft. And I sometimes play the students the audio of Bruce telling the story before the river, a live version of him being petrified, scared about getting drafted, staying out all night with his friends, some of them not even knowing where Vietnam was. And a lot of guys didn't come back. And a lot that came back weren't the same anymore. I think that makes it more real and it paints a picture of a place in time. After you start the discussion, it must not just warm your heart, but they must be educating you in some regard, hearing 13-year-olds talking about songs you've been listening to for decades. Sure. That kind of speaks to the piece where removing myself and students from a textbook, essentially, and understanding that this whole notion of students really don't, in my opinion, don't care how much you know about math or social studies or science until they see how much you care about them and connecting through music. It is interesting to hear their take on songs and lyrics and, oh, I never thought of it this way. Maybe because I have been listening to this voice for the <laughs> better half of my life and you're just hearing this for the first time. Oh, that's an interesting point of view. What else do you guys think about this? I love that you're a conduit to the next generation. <laughs> I remember a two-day activity on population density in crowded cities around the world and Tokyo and Bangkok and even London and using uh, a picture of myself taken off the Boston Globe from a Bruce show and I was in the pit and it's just like ridiculously crowded. And that's kind of a neat like, oh yeah, like that show started at eight and we were standing there at five. I wouldn't call them teachable moments, but kind of human conversations. Like, Mr. Lambert, like what if you have to go to the bathroom? Do you stand there all night? <laughs> it's a cool picture up against the stage and he's, and he's right there too. All right, we're going to put that on the website so our listeners can see you in the Boston Globe. <laughs> We've talked about you being a teacher. I'm teeing it up. What song did you choose that one lyric from? The song is No Surrender. To me, it's a song of friendship and hope and a journey and not giving up, specifically the last few years of my life and even in this country. As somebody whose life is involved in education, I think back to Bruce at the Apollo doing his Motown medley. And all the men and women who worked on this stage were our teachers. You know, learning geography from James Brown and history with Sam Cooke. And we studied all our subjects. Geography. We learned the exact location of Funky Broadway from Wilson Pitt. History. Change is going to come from Sam Cooke. What is that one lyric you picked to talk about from No Surrender? Well, we busted out of class, had to get away from those fools. We learned more from a three-minute record than we ever learned in school. lyrics just jump out and hit me and wow and cause me to rethink events in my life and you know how it can be a better person and just really it sounds like like a lot of Bruce songs he's speaking directly to me well it's interesting he's speaking directly to you because as you look at the lyrics it could even be dissing teachers a little bit right <laughs> we busted out of the class had to get away from these fools I'm one of those fools and I'm glad you said that because back to the education piece that has kind of been a, a shift in meaningful education and impactful relationships with students and meaningful conversations and taking advantage of teachable moments and understanding that a child's well-being and happiness in school and passion for education in whichever venue that takes is sometimes more important than a report card, I think.
I've had those fools as teachers, as I'm sure you've had, who don't even take the time to really know your name and what's going on and their nose is buried in the textbook. So I love that lyric as a reminder of the teacher you don't aspire to be. <laughs> That's right. Can you point to something literal about learning more from a three minute record than you ever learned in school? Great question. I think it's the stuff they don't teach you in school and can't teach you in school. I think of Tom Petty singing Even the Losers. And Bob Seger, a song that just stops me in my track against the wind. Seems like yesterday, but it was long ago. And wow, just these human moments in your life and makes you rethink them and quotes and words that inspire me and remind me of what I'm capable of and who I can be as, as a father, as a son, as, as a professional, as a human being, as a citizen. And these words do inspire. And I just feel like for different stages in my life, songs that have reappeared. I know Ted, like you, I'm a big lyric guy. And um, I love the artists who say, well, that song's whatever you want it to be about. No retreat, baby, no it's beautiful how you have a take of this song because the song also, to me, speaks to the aging process. Specifically, young faces grow sad and old. I'm ready to grow young again. We how old do you think the character is in this song? I think he ages throughout the song. Specifically, the last part are talking about there's a war outside still raging. It isn't ours anymore to win. There's a war outside still raging. You say it ain't ours anymore to win. I think about just getting caught up in this country in the last five or six years and scrolling through a news feed. It's a lot, you know, even before this pandemic and, and just realizing that, you know what, even though this isn't our war to win anymore, we should focus more. I should focus more on being a better human being. You know, what can I do locally? in my life, in my world. I see him as a man in his late 30s, early 40s, who's thinking things out through life and on a journey. Ryan, it may seem so obvious, but what does no retreat, no surrender mean to you? No retreating from what? No surrendering from what? I believe Bruce says nobody gets out of this life unscathed. Everyone has their ups and downs and just kind of not letting that get the best of you. I think it means no retreating from when life gets messy. When that shit happens to you in life, as Bruce says, everyone has it. Not letting it consume you, not letting it get the best of you, rising above it through faith, hope, hard work, friendship, meaningful, impactful moments in, in life and doing hard things, you know, and no surrender. And We start the song with busting out of class, but you being an eighth grade teacher, I know I'm speaking for our listeners. We want to bust into your class <laughs> and be part of it. So thanks for putting the energy and the depth into what you do for the next generation in your classroom. We all appreciate it. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you. And um, definitely enjoyed all of these podcasts and, and just the different walks of life these Bruce fans come from. And it's been great. So what an honor. Thank you, Ted. You're welcome. Add yourself to the list. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> all right. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Well, you've got to hand it to Ryan for choosing that one lyric that challenges what he teaches and how he teaches it from Springsteen's No Surrender. That amazing Boston Globe photo Ryan mentioned of him and the massive crowd in the pit at a Springsteen show, well, of course it's framed on his wall, but we also posted it on our website for you to enjoy. Just go to thatonelyric.com. While you're there, leave us a rating and review to enter a raffle to win a That One Lyric baseball hat or t-shirt. 
This podcast, as we celebrate our first year, has been so successful because you've shared it with your friends and fellow fans. So I'd like to thank you. Before we even launched, it wasn't lost on me that some may roll their eyes that we can actually talk about one lyric. But as I love to say, who cares? We're not apologizing for our fandom. I'm glad you joined me, that you're part of our community, and that you enjoyed that one lyric. I'm Ted Canova. As I say to end the tour podcast, music makes it all better. See you next time. How sweet.